Father God, I love you. Thank you for today. Thank you for just being good to us, Lord. I thank you for uh, just a new year and uh, just uh, new beginnings. And Lord, I, I pray that we would be uh, just zealous uh, to uh, just uh, zealous of good works, Lord. I, I, I pray that we're uh, a class in a church who's uh, just busy about your work and uh, just desires to get the Word of God where it needs to go on time, whether it be through uh, the written Word with the Bible publishing ministry or uh, the spoken Word through the Gospel or uh, just the way that we uh, really just present ourselves uh, in our day in and day out lives uh, with our testimony around the people that we uh, are around, Lord. So I do pray that you would just use us, uh, Lord, to get the, the gospel where it needs to go. Uh, I pray for those who are out for different reasons, doing different things. I do pray for the uh, celebration today uh, for the church. It is a, a milestone, and uh, you are uh, really doing something here at HBF. So I do pray that <coughs> that you would uh, just allow it to be a sweet time and that it would be uh, just uh, glorifying to you through all those things. I pray for those who are out with different illnesses, Lord, and uh, different things. pray you get them healed up and uh, just get us back to uh, full full strength here. And I pray that you just bless your word as we uh, look into some uh, just uh, things in the word this morning and, and just kind of compare it to our lives. And uh, Lord, I do pray that you would convict us uh, where we need to be uh, growing, Lord, and uh, you would just affirm us in the things that we are uh, doing well on. So, Lord, I pray you just speak to us today uh, in Christ's name. Amen. Okay, so, uh, <coughs> man, everybody's coughing. Um, uh, so there weren't, there, there were, anyway, I, last week I started something. It was kind of just a, I don't even know what I really called it. it, it the, the title was Three Realities About Spiritual Vision. And uh, like normal, I didn't get done, but that's okay. Um, but we were talking about just spiritual vision. The, the whole point was before I jump back into Joshua uh, for this year, and uh, you know, the new year starts, and you know, we kind of reflect on the previous year, how things went. You know, did I grow? Did I not? And I spent quite a bit of time just asking you guys some questions. You know, how, how did the year go? You know, do you feel like you uh, grew closer to Christ throughout the year? Do you feel like maybe you drifted away a little bit? Do you feel like your marriage is stronger? Do you feel like your relationships are stronger? Do you feel like you know, just, just all those different things. And just kind of tried to spend a little bit of time reflecting. And so hopefully, if you weren't here, you kind of caught that online maybe and whatnot. And I don't want to go through and, and, and do a lot of that. But <clears throat> the whole point was uh, trying to get us in the mindset of it is a new year. Not that, you know, the fact that it changed from 2021 to 2022 is really anything important. But it's a time for us to say, okay... Generally, it's a time for us to say, okay, I, I want to do something different. I want to grow in this area. I want to be better at this. And so whatever it is, and we call those goals, we call those different things. But at the end of the day, it's it's vision. You have to know where you're going. And so that's kind of the whole thought process, the, the thrust behind all this is just kind of what, what is vision in your life and where do you get it and, you know, what does it look like? And so obviously we can have these, you know, I have a vision of where I would like to be at the end of the year with our business. I have a vision of where I would like to be, you know, at, at the end of the year with, with different things. But what about spiritual vision? You know, where, what about growth in the Lord personally? What about growth in the Lord uh, corporately as a class, as a church, uh, as, a, as a married couple, right? As an individual, whatever that looks like. And so I, I kind of wanted to talk about spiritual vision and just some realities that go with it. And I got a little bit into this and I'll review just a little bit um, about that. But, you know, before I get into that, you know, the... the the whole point was, you know, I was trying to get you thinking about the fact that, you know, I use the expression, right, uh, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? And, you know, it, it's really not until something starts to go wrong that you realize, hey, I probably ought to take care of that, you know? And 
Sometimes we don't do the routine maintenance that we need to do because we're busy, because we've got this going on and we've got that going on. And it's not until, you know, the wheel starts coming off the wagon that we're like, oh, I probably ought to address that, right? It's not until your wife says, hey, you probably should have taken, you, we need to go on a date that you realize, uh, yeah, I probably should have done that like, you know, six months ago. You know, it's not until, you know, your kids start completely acting out in whatever they're doing before you're like, oh, I see, I, I, I should have taken care of this a while ago. And so that's kind of the whole point. And so, the whole, the whole thrust of the thing is, you know, we live in a culture of, you know, we need to take care of us. We need to make sure that we're right. We need to make sure all these things, and, th- and those things are right, but we need to make sure that we're right with God first. We need to make sure that we got a relationship with Him first. I can't have a relationship with my spouse if I don't have a relationship with Him. It just doesn't work that way. I can't be a good parent unless I have a good relationship with Him. Uh, you can't be a good steward of whatever God has given you, whether it be a ministry uh, or anything else, even His Word, without having a good relationship. And so the whole point was, where are we growing, and, and are we willing to grow? And so that was kind of the whole thrust of getting into it. And so in a few minutes, I gave you what took 40 minutes last week. And so anyway, so the first reality as, as we kind of got into this about spiritual vision, right, was where there is no vision, there's death, right? Where there is no vision, there is death. Uh, Proverbs twenty nine eighteen. you guys know the verse, you've heard it, you've read it, you've had it preached to you. It says, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Right, and so uh, Paige wasn't here last week, and it was funny because Hallie was in here for whatever reason. And uh, Hallie was in here, and Paige asked Hallie, she's like, so what did Dad teach about in class? And she's like, uh, if you can't see, you die. Right? Oh, it was? Oh, it was Brenton. Oh, sorry. <laughs> this is a three-year different, right? 16, 13. Anyway, it's like, what, what did Dad teach about? Like, if you can't see, you die. And I'm like, well, I mean, I guess I see where you're going with that. But uh, where there is no vision, there's death. And there, that's really true, right? If there's no vision or there's no plan, the wheels come off the car. It really does. Like, you know these people that are like, I'm a fly by the seat of my pants. And Paige would tell you that maybe I fall into this category. See the way she turned and looked at me? Like, you just roll with it. Like, there are times in life that you have to just roll with it. You have to be able to adapt and overcome on the fly. Like, I've learned that in my life. I may have been that way before, but I've learned in business, not even in just the business that, that we own now, but, you know, the things that I did when I worked uh, in a corporation. Like, you have to learn how to do things on the fly, but there should be a plan in place. There should be structure in place that you are working towards. And sometimes when, like, I know that's the goal, and the plan was to get from point A to point B, like, in a straight line. But sometimes, like, there was a roadblock. Like, we were on our way to Blue Springs yesterday to look at a job, and there was a roadblock. So, you know, like, I'm not following the detour sign. It's going to take me, like, way out of the way. I'm like, we're going to figure this thing out. So, you know, spinning through a church parking lot and three U-turns later in a subdivision, like, I probably would have been better off just, like, following the detour sign. But sometimes you have to adapt and improvise on the fly. But the point is, like, if there is no plan, the wheels come off the wagon. You know, we have to be doing routine maintenance on all areas of our life or there's going to be death. That was the kind of the, the point I was getting at, right? Maybe not physical death, but, but you get the, the picture. If I don't have a financial vision, then there's eventually going to be financial death. Like if I don't have a vision of where we're trying to get financially, like eventually like they're going to be like, hey, um, you didn't pay your house payment, right? You know, it, it's kind of like the, the saying, you know, you can't wait until you can't pay your mortgage to decide you need a budget, you know, or, or things like that. There has to be some sort of vision. And, you know, uh, 
If you don't have a marital vision, there's eventually going to be marital death. If we don't have a family vision, there's eventually going to be broken families. Do you get the point, right? So if we choose to not make a vision for where we're going, then you can only expect death in that area of your life, right? And so whatever it is, you know, relationship with your kids, relationship with your spouse, uh, the way that your ministry uh, uh, is kind of rolling, whether whatever it is, your, your business, your finances, like if you choose to not have some sort of a vision in that area of your life, then it's on you when death comes rolling around. And I don't mean physical death. I'm not saying that, hey, because, you know, you didn't take your wife out or, hey, because you uh, had a, uh, you didn't have a budget. Like, But what I'm saying is eventually there's going to be, you know, a blow up. Something bad's going to happen. And so that's the whole point. There has to be uh, a plan. One of the things I, I hate the most about uh, the business that we have is all the ever-loving paperwork that goes into it. It's like, why can't I just go and swing a hammer? Like, that's what I like to do. But, like, there's so much other stuff that goes into it. There's planning. Like, if I could only just count the hours that we spend going and looking at stuff and then sitting in the office trying to put a price tag on stuff and then, like, emailing back and forth trying to figure out exactly what we're going to do and then, you know, heaven forbid, trying to keep every receipt for everything that you do and put it together. It's like those hours you never get back. But that's part of having a plan because if not, you know, there's these people called the IRS that think that they need something from you. And so, you know, you you do all those things. So anyway, the first reality about spiritual vision, talking about just the way that we do things, uh, is where there is no vision, there's death. It was my 16-year-old son that said that, not my daughter. So anyway, uh, so the second one, the second reality about spiritual vision, and I only got kind of partially way through this, and I stopped because I had something I wanted to do, and we're going to do it today. So the second one is uh, it's only a vision or a plan if you write it down and tell others, others about it. It's only a vision or a plan if you actually write it down and you tell somebody about it. And we'll talk about why. If you don't write it down or tell anybody else about it, what is it? Like if I have this idea, right, and I, I write it down, I'm like, hey, this, or I don't write it down, I'm just like, hey, this is, this is my plan. But don't tell anybody about it, what is it? It's a thought, it's an idea, it's a good intention, all of those things, right? And guess what, good intentions, uh, if you're wondering, when you stand at the judgment seat of Christ, when he's, you know, weighing out your gold, silver, and precious stones, and he's sifting those apart from the wood, hay, and stubble, uh, that's somewhere uh, in the, it's going to burn up even faster than wood, hay, and stubble, right? Good intentions aren't going to get you anywhere at the judgment seat of Christ. And so uh, I have a lot of good thoughts or good intentions, but if I don't ever verbalize them, then you think a lot's going to happen, right? And I use the analogy, right? A squirrel runs by in the form of a shiny truck or an emergency at work, and I've already forgot what I was thinking, right? I've got to write it down. I've got to go back to it. You know, and I told you guys that at the beginning of 21, I actually put some goals. I put them on my phone. Instead of writing them down, I put them on my phone, and I actually was going back through some of those. And, like, there were some areas that I'm like, hey, I, we actually did those things, right? And, like, I, I, we went on more, uh, quote-unquote, dates last year than I think we ever have. And it was just because I tried to do it. Like, I still didn't get one every month, definitely not, but we, we did better. And so just the things that you try to prioritize to do, right? We had uh, goals or, you know, things I was hoping to do and uh, the Passpoint class and things like that. And so you have to write these things down. And so it, it doesn't, you know, it is the beginning of the year, but you should have goals of where you're going, right? Or visions of where you're going. And so, you know, writing your plans down also helps you stay accountable to them, right? When you write it down, it's easy to say, this is what I'm going to do. And then, you know, I, I told you guys this last week. It's like, it's easy to say, I, I use the analogy of marriage, right? It's easy to say, I'm going to take my wife out more this year, okay? Okay, but I want to spend more time with her or whatever it is. But if, if you don't tell your wife that, then when you don't actually come through on it, then she's not disappointed. 
But if you actually say, hey, this is our goal for this year. Hey, uh, I, I think I want to, you know, try to do more uh, with our marriage. I want to go and do some things. I want to spend some more quality time together. And she's like, okay, that sounds great. You know, and then, you know, October rolls around and, you know, she's like, hey, uh, when was that going to start? You know, like there's accountability there. Does that make sense? And so you have, there has to be accountability. It's not a plan if you don't tell anybody about it, right? It's just a thought. So, you know, you might say, Jason, my spouse and I, we're already on the same page. We know what the plan is, right? And, you know, what is it? Adam Sandler would say, don't die, right? Well, what is it? Don't die. Well, he, he, has a, he has a 10-year plan. What is it? Don't die, right? I don't, I don't even remember what movie that's off of, but it's, Big it's Daddy. Wait, it's, it's, it is. It's off of Big Daddy. You're right. Uh, anyway, so uh, the, the point is, like, what is it, right? Just survive another day. Get through today without the kids, you know, you know, hurting themselves. That's that's not a plan. That's survival mode. Like that's not a plan, and you know it just as well as I do. Uh, Habakkuk chapter two. You can turn there if you want to. If not, I'm going to read it to you. Habakkuk chapter two, verse two to three. And the Lord answered me and said, "Write the vision, and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time." But at the end it shall speak. Uh, it, it sh- at the end it shall speak uh, and not lie. Uh, though it tarry, wait for it because it will surely come true. It will not tarry. It says, write it down, make it plain upon tables. Get yourself a whiteboard because that's what we do at my house, right, or whatever it is, you know, and write it down. These are our goals for this year. This is our plan for this year. That way, everybody knows it. It's not a. It's not a mystery to anybody, right? Write it down, whatever it is. And what's it say? That he may run that readeth it. It's easy to say, hey, that was the plan all along. Well, you didn't tell me the plan. How was I supposed to know? If I read the plan and I know the plan and I know where we're headed, it's easy for me to be like, I can get on board with that and I'm going to take it and I'm going to run with it. But if you don't write it down, you don't make it plain, you don't have a plan, then don't expect everybody else to know what you're thinking. And I'm preaching at me because I'm the worst about this. Like, I'm an internal processor. I have a lot of good thoughts. I even sometimes write them down, but I don't tell nobody about them. And then I'm like, well, we're not getting things done the way we ought to, babe. And she's like, well, you didn't tell me what we're supposed to be doing. You know, I'm like, well, you're supposed to read my mind, right? Anyway, so that's the way this thing works. So uh, if everyone knows the plan, when one of us gets off the path a little bit, then the other can help him get back on. Because everybody knows where we're going, right? So when, when, if everybody knows the plan, hey, the goal is to, by the end of the year, this is, this is the goal, whatever it is, right? And so, like, if I, I could say, you know, this is a very physical thing, but, you know, some people do this. Well, we're definitely not doing this at my house. But we could be like, hey, we're going to, like, do much better, and we're going to exercise a lot this year and maybe try to lose some weight, and we're not going to eat junk food. And, like, that's definitely not happening at my house, right? I had, like, this massive piece of cheesecake last night, and it was really good. And I told myself it was healthy because it had berries on top of it. But uh, anyway, so I could we could be like, that's the goal. We're going to exercise. We're going to go to the gym. Like, I don't even know what that is, but we're going to do all these things, okay? And so, like, that, that could be the plan. But when I decide, you know what, a cheeseburger sounds better, right? Let's go to Five Guys. You know, it, if I don't have accountability and she doesn't know where we're going, she'd be like, okay, that sounds great. But instead, no, she's like, no, we're not going to go. To five guys, right? We're gonna go have a salad. I'm like, what? Like, that, that's the whole point. If you you got to know where you're going, and you can hold, help e- keep each other accountable. Now, that's a very physical 
right? Example, and y'all are like, well, nobody does that. Okay, well, sometimes people do that, but what I'm saying is if you have a spiritual plan, and hey, this is where we're going with our kids, this is where we're going with our marriage, this is where we're going with our ministry, and when one of us you know, isn't getting it done, or one of us uh, is pulling the other one down, it's really easy to say, hey, this was the plan. Right? We agreed on this. We we're striving towards this together, and it's easy. You know, Sometimes that's not the easiest thing to hear, but sometimes that's what you need to hear. We need to get back on track. Because if not, like you get off a little bit and they call you out and you can get back on. If, you, if they don't know about it, you get off a lot of it. And then you're in a complete funk and you have nobody to, there's no accountability. You understand what I'm saying? And it doesn't have to be a spouse. It can be you know, a brother or sister in the Lord, whatever it is. And so the point is having accountability. And so I have a, I have a thing I want to do, right, to, to, to kind of make this happen. So uh, I need, uh, I'm just going to pick two. Uh, I need... Mitchell and uh, Phil to um, come up here, right? Was this a men's conference again? No, I don't even. I don't even remember. Oh, I do remember that. I do remember that. And then I had you dribble a football. <laughs> that didn't work. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so you guys come up with a plan, right? And the plan is uh, in your marriage, you want to get from like. Wait, they're married. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> This is this is going great. <laughs> okay, so uh <laughs> the goal in each of your individual marriages with Jody and with Meredith, right, is is to get from from here to back there where the silverware is and and back to here by the end of the year, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's the goal, right? Your goal is to I'm going to I'm going to get there, right? And you have this goal like, you know, because you know, when you get back to here, you know, you reach the end of the rainbow in marriage and things are glorious or whatever. Okay? So, that sounds great. And that's your plan. So, I could tell you guys to walk there. But what happens when you make a spiritual plan? Like if you make a plan and you endeavor in spiritual things in life. Like what happens? The adversary, the adversary, the adversary, you can be like, "This is great," right? <laughs> But guess what? Then all of a sudden, like, something happens. And so uh, start walking towards your plan. Go ahead. Like, okay, but now you have to close your eyes. You, you have to close your eyes, right? You can't do it, right? And you, you've got to get there, right? And, and we've we got to move obstacles in their way, right? You're, you're walking, right? Because that's what happens, right? And we, yeah, you, you don't have your eyes. Yeah, you're supposed to be closed, right? So, okay. Okay, so, so it's really ugly. The, the point is, it's really ugly. I, do. Oh, I definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> we can't touch that for anymore. Yeah, okay. I'm going back to Randy. Okay. <laughs> stop. Stop. Stay. 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 So that's the point. Things things don't go well when you have a plan on your own. Silly <laughs> consolation. <laughs> no fault. That was worse. Okay. <laughs> Things don't go well when you try to do things. Like that was the plan, but you didn't tell your spouse about it. Like, and, and this could be anything in life. You didn't tell anybody about it. And obstacles get in the way. Things happen, and you get off track. Okay, when you tell your spouse about it, right? Ladies, go join your husband. Even when spiritual things, yes, even when spiritual things come along, spiritual, uh, yeah. Even when bad things. Come along. Adversary puts things in your 
in your way, your eyes are closed, it's very easy for them to help keep you on track. You can walk back with help from your spouse now. Right? Yes. He, he's, his eyes are closed, but yours are open. Yes, that's the whole point. Like, you're helping. It's much easier. Yeah, so either way, but the point is, like, with accountability, it's much easier to stick to the plan, to stick to the goal, to understand, like, that was, that was the point. To help, okay, you guys can sit down now. Cool. Don't, don't touch anybody else. <laughs> the, the entire point of the whole thing is, like, it's easy to say, this is my goal. I want to get to X, Y, and Z in my life, in my spiritual growth, in our ministry. This is something that I personally, I'll just be honest with you, I struggled with. I had some goals for the Passpoint class. Like, and I was like, these are things that I want to strive for. I never told Paige about them, right? And it's not like she, I didn't want her to know. I just never sat down and verbalized. These are some things that we, as a ministry team, are striving for. So when the adversary gets in the way and we get busy... I don't have anybody to say, hey, are we still going, are we still striving for that? Are we still uh, looking towards that? Hey, how can I help you out in those areas? The whole point is accountability goes a long way because you can have a really great plan and it can seem really easy, right? I can go to a project and be like, this is going to be the easiest one that we've done, right? Uh, this is going to be like the, the easiest thing, like... All we're doing is, you know, pulling these cabinets out, putting them back in. It's no big deal. Whatever it is. It could be like, this is, we are in and out. I'll tell Tyler that all the time. Like, this one's a super easy one. He's like, we're going to be there for three weeks. Because that's what happened. It doesn't matter. Something happens, right? The walls are rotten. The floors are junk. It doesn't matter what it is. There's always something. So there is no such thing as like, it's in and out. We're going to get it quickly done. You can think that... I don't really need to verbalize this to anybody because it's pretty simple. This is how it needs to be done. But if you don't have somebody to help keep you accountable in your goals, if you don't both know where you're going in a marriage, if you don't know how you're working on raising your kids or whatnot, or if you don't know how you're uh, doing these different things, then like, how is that ever going to, how, how are you ever going to achieve that? The point is, it's easy to fail, right? It's easy to fall off. It's easy to, and without accountability, you're never going to, to stick to that, those, those goals or those visions or, or that vision, not visions. But anyways, that, I hope that kind of makes sense. I tried to, that, that didn't work exactly like I wanted to, but maybe it worked better than I wanted it to. I don't know. It was just, it, it, the point is like, there's always, it, it seemed really easy. I'm like, hey, walk from here to there and back. And you're like, all right. But what happens? Then all of a sudden, like, the adversary gets in the way. Something happens. Something trips you up. You know, there's, there's moving obstacles. You know, we live in a world of, like, things are ever-changing. And so if we don't take some time and just like, hey, help me. Help me with this. Let's do this together. Then it's much easier, right? Because generally, generally, not always, but generally, you're not ever both in the same spiritual funk at the same time. Or you're not both... Uh, blind at the same time to certain things does that make sense so it's it's easier to um but if you don't help hold each other accountable you can both get there right because it's easier for one person to pull the other one down i'm not just talking about marriage when i talk about that so uh deuteronomy 27 8 says and thou shalt write it upon stones all the words of the law or of this law very plainly right tells moses hey write it down so everybody can know what's going on there's no questions here like there's nobody's confused Everybody knows where we're headed. Everybody knows what we're doing. We had a, uh, 
uh, ministry appreciation dinner. Is that what that thing was called last night? Anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was last night. Anyway, there was like a ministry appreciation dinner for uh, the the pastors and the deacons. Brian does it every year, and so he tries to make it a point to to get everybody together, everybody that can. And uh, he he basically said, "Hey, this is where we're headed this year." And so he had already met with the pastors, and we we have a pastors retreat. Um, in the fall and I kind of had already heard all that but it was good for him to take some time and make sure that everybody's on the same page as far as like the 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 leaders you know hey this is what we're headed for this is what we're striving for because it's hard for Brian to meet with every single person but you know to get a few people together and say hey this is where we're striving for and now it's our job as as leaders to take that and to give it to you know the next people down it's structure and we all know where we're going it's written down very plainly so that he that readeth can run, right? It's like it says in Habakkuk. Everybody knows where we're headed. Everybody knows what the goal is. So if you're off track, that's on you. It's not on us. It's not on anybody else. It's on you. Does that make sense? So uh, so that was the second one. It's only a vision or a plan if you write it down and tell it to others. It's not a plan if you don't do that. It's just a really good idea, and good ideas aren't going to get you anywhere other than in trouble most of the time. All right, so the third one, and we'll be out of here. Uh, the third I don't even remember what these are called. Uh, the third reality about spiritual vision. Uh, if your vision or plan, or lack thereof, as most people would fall into, uh, does not line up with God's vision, then don't expect Him to bless it. And that's what happens. Too often we're like, hey, this is what I want to get done, and we try to force a square peg into a round hole. And I'll be the first one that tells you, if you hit it hard enough with a hammer, it'll go. Right? You can make things happen. You know, anytime something ever happens at home with one of the kids or with Paige, and it's like, what do I need to do? I'm like, hit it, hit it harder, right? You need a bigger hammer. Like when I worked on uh, heavy equipment all the time, that's that was honestly the answer. You just have to hit it harder. That's just the way it works, huh? Hit the bag of the kids. I mean, it just depends. Like if the shoe fits, like uh, yes, it was long. If your vision or plan or lack thereof does not line up with God's vision or plan, don't expect Him to bless it. You can say, this is what I'm going to do. I've got a plan. It's really godly. And if, if God doesn't, if, if, even if it is godly, if he doesn't like say, hey, I'm on board with that, then it's not godly. Here's a good example. Uh, Paige and I have been to London three times. I, it was after our second trip to London. Um, I, th- I think it was the second one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, we went, and it was a really small team. And I got to spend a lot of time uh, with Brian Clark. And at the time, our kids were still pretty young, and... Uh, I was like, I, I loved London. I, I like the style of life. I don't know why, because it really doesn't fit me at all. Um, but it was, I liked it there a lot. And Brian Clark was, at the time, looking for a ministry partner. He was like, hey, you know, he was just in, in passing, we spent a lot of time with him, uh, just me and him, and just talking. And he's like, hey, you know, there's there's an opportunity where if, if you're serious about, you know, jumping on board, there's stuff for you to do here. Like we, you could fit right in. And like at that time in my life, not that I'm not like that now, but I was like, let's go, you know, and it, I kind of told Paige, Hey, this is something that could happen, you know? And I, I was like, I was sold on it. It was godly. Like, why wouldn't I, you know, that's, that's what, you know, that's what we do. We have conferences and we do all this, like, I'm ready to go. And then I get back and like that was my plan, but it wasn't God's plan. And that was one of the hardest things to know that something that was godly still wasn't blessed by God. You know, it was one of those right thing, wrong time kinds of things. Does that make sense? You know, things in your life are like that. And so if your vision or plan doesn't line up with God's, it's not, it's not godly and he's not going to bless it. Or better, uh, better yet, because I made sure I put it in there, if your lack of a plan doesn't line up with God saying you need a plan, then don't expect him to bless it. Don't expect we're just going to get through 
today. We're just going to like, you know, make sure the kids don't die today. We're just going to, you know, at least not kill each other in our, in our marriage, whatever it is. Like God's not going to bless that. Why would he bless that? You now have heard, this is what you need to do. You need to sit down and make it a point to, to find out where you're going. Like, what is the point? You know, whether it's in your marriage, whether it's in a relationship, like whatever it is, it's very simple. Like, what are our goals here? Like, what are we striving for? Because if it's just like to kill time, what is the point? Like, it, it, there is no point. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. So, uh, flip over to, and I gotta, I gotta be quick here. I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but first Samuel chapter three. So in first Samuel chapter three, you probably know the story. It's the story of Samuel. He's, uh, still a child. He's, uh, new at the temple and you've got Eli. He's the, the priest. Uh, and Eli's old and he's senile and he's got these two sons that are just wicked little, you know, what's right They're They are not godly children and they are like, uh, helpers at the temple. And so let me just read a little bit of this and then I'll, I'll kind of make the point and we'll get out of here. Uh, first Samuel chapter three and verse, uh, one, it says, And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord uh, before Eli, and the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. Well, that's interesting. Eli is the priest. He's the leader of this whole thing, and it says there was no open vision. He may have had an idea of where he was going, but he didn't tell anybody about it. Right? He didn't let anybody know. And it came to pass in verse 2, uh, at that time when Eli was laid down in this place, that he began, his eyes began to wax dim that he could not see. The dude was going blind. He's old. Right? It's what happens when you get old. Like... I even put my contacts in and I can't see anymore. It's what happens. Like it's that, That's what's coming. I'm just telling you right now. That's what's coming, right? You can't see no more, right? In, in verse 3, And ere the lamp of God uh, went out uh, in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep. And the Lord called Samuel and he answered and said, Here am I. And he ran to Eli because, it, let me just kind of tell you what's happening. The Lord calls Samuel and he's like, he thinks Eli's hollering at him because, you know, he's new here. And uh, he runs to, and he says, uh, here I am for you, you called me. And he said, I called not, lie down again. And he went and lay down. And the Lord called yet again, Samuel. And Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, here am I, for thou hast to call me. And he answered, I called not, my son, lie down again. And Samuel did, uh, now Samuel did not know the Lord, neither uh, was the uh, word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. He's, he's a young dude. He's here to minister in the temple, but he doesn't know all the ins and outs. Verse 8. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. And he rose and went to Eli and said, Here uh, am I, for thou didst call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be, if he call thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thou uh, servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down uh, in his place. Okay, so Samuel's new here. Eli has no open vision for what's going on. His two sons are wicked Right, things are not going well, uh, and we'll talk. I, I'm, basically, they're taking the sacrifices. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. But basically, uh, Samuel's new here. He's like he's here to minister. If you'll remember, uh, his mother prayed for him, like she was barren. She prayed for him. God actually uh, gives her the son, so she like basically gives him to the Lord. Right, takes him to the temple and says, "Use him as you will." So that's what's going on. Okay, so. Now, Eli's like, hey, I am not calling you and you're hearing something. So here's what you need to do. You need to say, Lord, whatever it is, uh, tell me what it is. Okay. And so that's where we're at in verse 10. And it says, the Lord came and stood and, call, uh, and called uh, at other times, Sam, uh, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, speak for thy servant heareth. And the Lord said unto Samuel, behold, I will do a thing in Israel at which both the ears of everyone that heareth shall tingle. And in that day, uh, I will perform against Eli all things which I have spoken concerning his house, which uh, I begin, I will also make an end. For I have told him uh, that I will judge his house for every uh, for 
forever for the iniquity which he knoweth, because his sons made themselves vile, and he restrained them not. And therefore I have sworn unto the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall uh, not be purged with uh, sacrifice nor offering forever. And Samuel lay until the morning and opened the doors of the house and the Lord uh, of the Lord. And Samuel feared to show Eli the vision. So God comes down. He tells uh, Samuel, you know, this young kid. He's like, here's the vision, right? Uh, basically, I'm going to destroy Eli and his sons because they're wicked and they didn't do anything about the things that they knew were wrong. So Samuel's laying there. He's like, okay, morning comes along. Eli's definitely going to ask what this was all about. And he's like, do I tell him? Do I not tell him? This doesn't sound good. I Eli knew what was happening. He didn't do anything about it, right? There was no vision. There was no goal of where they were going. And Samuel lay until morning and opened the doors of the house of the Lord. And Samuel feared to show Eli the vision. Then Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son, he answered, here am I. And he said, what is the thing that the Lord hath uh, said unto thee? I pray thee, hide it not from me. God, uh, do so to thee uh, and more also, if I hide anything uh, any, anything from me of all these things which he said unto thee. And Samuel told him every wit uh, and hid nothing from him. And he said, it is the Lord. Let him do what seemeth him good. Right. And so basically... Samuel's sons are wicked. Like, they're doing whatever they want, right? Whenever they want. They're sleeping with people at the doors of the temple, right? They're using their, uh, quote-unquote power, uh, for wickedness. Uh, they're taking the sacrifices and, uh, they're making them, uh, you know, like an abomination. They're, they're taking what they know to be true and they're just twisting it all up. And God's like, hey, if Eli's not going to do anything about it, if there's not going to be any vision for what's going on, then and I'm going to take care of it. And so that's kind of the whole point. Your vision or lack thereof, like God doesn't bless those things. If you know that something's happening, if you know that like there's a goal, there's something we're striving for, and you're like, I just don't have time to do this whole planning thing. I hear you, Jason. I hear that like I need to be looking, striving for something. But like at this point, I'm, I just ain't got time for it. Well, that, that's on you, right? Don't find yourself in a place like Eli did where your lack of actions brings your entire family down, right? And I'm not talking to just men. I'm not talking to just women. I'm not talking to just single people. Like, don't find yourself that, you know, your lack of action puts you in the same place because God's not messing around. Like, if you've got a relationship with him, like, I do know this to be true. If you honestly have a relationship with God, like a personal one-on-one relationship, like you actually got saved. You didn't just say it. You didn't just think it. Like, you actually got saved. You got a relationship with God. I do know this. Like, either God still has a purpose in your life or he'll take you out one or the other. That is, that is as plain as day how it is. Like, if God knows that you're just done and all you're going to do is blaspheme him from now until ever... Don't be surprised when there's chastisement, and if you don't get it, he just takes you out because that's what happens. I've seen it; like it, that's what happens. And so, like your lack thereof, you know, that's what happens, right? Make sure you you know understand this, right? Just because you come up with some crazy concoction of a plan doesn't mean that just because you planned it, God's going to bless it, right? I have all kinds of crazy plans, but that doesn't mean they're godly. That's just the way it is, you know. Don't find yourself in a place like Eli did where your lack of action brings your entire family down. So kind of here's, here's the whole point. This is where I'm striving to get to for, for you guys as, as young adults, as young families, as like, well, this is what needs to happen. You need to take some serious time this week or even today or, you know, whenever, right? You got to take some time and find your place, right? You, no, you got to take some serious time and, and sit down and come up with some goals for the year. And then talk to your spouse about them. Talk to somebody about them and, and formulate a plan or a vision where you're going. What are we striving for, right? 
you know, if you're single, like, like, what am I, what is, what is my, what is my goal here, right? Just to get older? Like, what is the point? Hey, who cares? Hey, there has got to be some sort of godly vision in your life because if there's not, like, I promise, like, you better enjoy all of the world you can get right now. And you might be like, well, I got 80 years. I promise, 80 years ain't nothing. Like, I've seen this over and over again in people's lives. Go enjoy it while you can because that's all you're going to get. But if not, like, if you're going to do something serious with your life, with eternity, like, then you better make a plan and you better make sure it's godly. And you better make sure God's on board with it and that you're going somewhere with it. You have to take some time and sit down and formulate a plan or a vision for 2022. When everyone is a part of making the plan, it's easier to make everyone, quote-unquote, buy into living out the plan, right? When everyone understands that, hey, this is where we're going, it's easier for everybody to buy into it. You know, it, it, it makes a little more sense. And one last thing, right? Because I know some of you aren't hearing me. So one last thing, for those of you who are already making excuses of why this won't work for your family, right? Well, we don't have time to sit down and do this right now. Or we're already busy enough right now. We don't, we don't have time to fit something else in, right? Or we need to focus on ourselves first, right? I got to make sure that, that I'm right before I can, like, I, let me just tell you you're a fool. And I'll just be black and white. You're a fool. You know what needs to happen. You now know what needs to be done. So if you choose not to act, then guess what? All the consequences are on you, Eli. Right? All the consequences are on you. It was on Eli. His sons were wicked. His sons were messed up. Right? But it was because he didn't do anything about it. Right? You got to act on it. You've got to step up at some point and say, you know what? We, this, is, this is God's house. This is the temple of God. And, and you're going to do this here? Like, absolutely not. Right? This, that is not how we roll. Like, that is not what we do. And so, like, you've got to take some time and figure out what is your, what is, what is your purpose? What is your goal? this year and moving forward in life because if you're like i don't know like i just want to you know go to school i just want to go to college like i, I just want to like you know maybe not not get divorced this year you know i just want to like you know maybe not let the kids like completely rule the house whatever it is man come on find out where you're going and come up with a plan to get it done because if you don't it's on you and that's just as plain and simple as i could put it because if you don't it's on you if you don't you're walking through the classroom like bumping into things, like you don't know what's happening, right? It ain't good. Find somebody that can help you out with it. And it makes things much more uh, understandable, like if, if you understand what I'm saying. So, all right, so with that, let's pray. You know, guys, uh, we're going to get back into Joshua next week because that's the time wired. I want to get back on track. That's where we're going. I'm teaching through Joshua. I, I, that's where I'm at. But I did want to take a couple weeks, or I, I thought it was going to be one week, and just talk about like, it is a new year. People like to say this. I'm going to do something different. Like, okay, if you're going to do it, do it. But if you're not, stop wasting your time and God's time. Right? Just stop. Because that's what happens. And so uh, let's pray, and we'll get rocking and rolling out of here. So, Father God, I love you. Thank you for today. Thank you for your word. Thank you for being good to us, Lord. I do pray that uh, just over uh, the, the course of 2022, you would just continue to bless uh, the things that, that we do, that we put our hands to, Lord, the, uh, the opportunity to get the word where it needs to go on time, to make relationships with people, and uh, really just uh, lead them to a relationship with you, or at least let them know that you know that's, that's where life is. Life uh, falls uh, right at your feet, Lord. So I do pray that, that we would be diligent to do that. I pray you just bless the, the Passpoint class this year, and uh, that you would just uh, continue to grow us, continue to uh, mold us to be more like you, and that you would just get the honor and the glory from our lives. Just send us out 
this week as lights in a, a pretty messed up dark world, Lord, so that we could be uh, just ambassadors for you. I pray you just bless uh, the word as Brian preaches this morning, and that it would just uh, hit where it needs to go, Lord. So I pray this in Christ's name. Amen. All right, guys, I'll see you next week.